0: Hello friend, I created this podcast because I want to serve busy souls like you, looking to up level and live your best life. I chose 9 minutes because everyone has 9 minutes and the number 9 signifies serving humanity, good karma and providing a positive example. In this podcast, I connect you with some of the most influential and successful people in the world who are excited to share their number one advice or success tip with you to help you live your best life. Hello, what if I told you that your favorite foods are doing more damage to your body than good? It's spinach, almonds, chocolate. What do they have in common? It's oxalate. What are oxalate? Well, our expert guest Dr Sally Norton is the oxalate expert. She's gonna really break it down in this nine minutes about what it is, how it it does the damage to our body and what we can do about it. Enjoy it, and please pass along this great information from Dr Sally Norton. Hello, Sally. Thank you so much, and welcome to my podcast.
1: Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. Appreciate Sally, it.
0: you are a, a true expert in your subject field. You are the world's expert in oxalate, um, and when it comes to oxalate. I pretty much get the same uh, four questions from my clients, my patients, my athletes, and my uh, podcast listeners. And I really want to get your advice and uh, expertise opinion on it. They are what are oxalates? Why are they bad for us? What are some common foods that have oxalate? And what can we do to For this food to uh, reduce the harming effects and still be able to eat it. Because I know a lot of athletes and people love their almond, their chocolate. Um, So help us, uh, Sally.
1: Yes, I'm happy to help you learn about oxalates. It's so exciting to learn about this natural chemical. It's a tiny little chemical. It's just two carbons, so small, it can move around and get into big trouble. It's naturally made in nature. Plants make a lot of it. And some plants need to make a lot of it for their own survival, reproduction, and you know well-being. And it's great for plants. And one of the reasons they need it is because it's defending them from predators and from all kinds of problems. And it also is a useful way to um, fight back because they just, plants just stand still and they're quite vulnerable to attack. And so this is the way they attack back and they use oxalic acid to build crystals and crystals and oxalic acid together is a nice combination is quite toxic. So the plants can kill off caterpillars and animals can get in trouble by eating the wrong, if they get into a place where they only have high oxalate plants that produce a lot of this, they get quite sick and can die. And unfortunately, we're kind of like the sheep and cattle that are stuck in a high oxalate patch, because right now the foods that we're loving to eat are these very high oxalate weeds like spinach, almonds, and chocolate, peanuts, potatoes, a lot of very popular foods. Even if you're just into potato chips and peanut butter could get you into trouble because oxalic acid is so little, it dissolves in the fluids of your digestive tract and floats into your bloodstream between the cells. That little acid molecule starts causing all kinds of grief for the the cells in the bloodstream. It can damage the membranes and the mitochondria that produce energy for cells. It can interfere with the enzymes where the cells produce energy. And even research has shown a spinach smoothie an hour later, your white blood cells are damaged. It can interfere with the function of the red blood cells because of the enzyme harm in the mitochondria and, well, not mitochondria with the red cells, but the membrane damages. So it's so little and it's very reactive. So it bothers the cells a lot and interrupts how cells work. And that's not good because that's really the heart of the matter. Are your cells happy or are they not happy? Unhappy cells, not good. So it's toxic to us. And another way it's toxic is it steals the electrolytes especially calcium and magnesium from the body so if you've got oxalic acid coming in you're going to lose some calcium from your blood when the blood gets low enough in calcium now your bones have to start dissolving in order to release enough calcium and other minerals to replace that and over time if you're eating a lot of oxalic acid from your spinach and your almonds and so on you could start having bone problems and end up with osteoporosis but in the meantime, the toxicity is changing how well the, the nerves work because the nerves need control over their electromagnetics and their, their electrolytes. And if, when they don't have right electrolytes, they start faltering and don't work as well. Same with the glands and any cell in the body, the muscles, they really need to have control over their biochemistry. But oxalate, because it can grab ions, is messing up the biochemistry of cells. So it's quite toxic. The thing is you don't notice the toxicity because for one thing, you don't start getting a lot of in the bloodstream for for a while. It's like the worst is four hours after the meal. So even if you had short-term symptoms from a meal, you might have them maybe after dinner at bedtime where you suddenly don't feel so good. You feel tired or you get belchy or bloaty or irritable or grumpy. That's all neurotoxicity and digestive tract interference that can occur, but you would never assume that was your sweet potatoes, which is another high oxalate food, or your spinach that you had with dinner, or your Swiss chard, these are high oxalate foods, or your peanut butter and jelly sandwich, or your chocolate pie, or you know any of those things. You don't think those are causing your irritable mood at bedtime. Uh, so it's quite toxic and your body does everything it can to keep you thinking you're fine. But eventually it can add up to the point where there's enough damage going on that the immune system is constantly trying to handle the damage. It comes in, tries to repair tissues and help out the tissues deal with this damaging thing. And you end up with sort of immune system inflammation all the time, which can lead to autoimmune diseases. Also, because of the interference in the way the cells work, the cells have trouble replicating themselves. So that means at night when you're trying to heal your tissues and make new cells and repair tissues, you may not have enough energy and may not produce enough protein, may not reproduce your cells quickly enough to really fully repair from the day's wear and tear. And over time, you end up with little aches and pains and problems, carpal tunnel syndrome, a little frozen shoulder or some kinds of stuff that just won't get better and seems to keep getting worse because your tissues aren't healing properly and oxalate can interfere with that. Um, so it, the, you can't really cook oxalates out of your food. You, you can't boil your spinach for hours and really change the oxalate level in it. Heat does not break down oxalic acid or oxalate crystals. Uh, the plants make a lot of crystals, so you are eating crystals and oxalic acid, both, and it 's the acid that gets in your body. so the, really the only way to, the best way to lower oxalate is to eat less of them, these things and the things that are super high in oxalate, you pretty much have to work towards eating none of them, and then eventually that will help your kidneys recover from the the constant deluge cuz we're we tend to eat some form of oxalate in many meals every day you're eating some kind of high oxalate food and you can check what those are by looking at my website so your kidneys have are the one is the main way that oxalate leaves the body your your liver can't detox oxalate it can't do anything about it. in fact the liver makes oxalate so the poor liver has to deal with a lot of incoming oxalate that comes from your digestive tract but it can't help you deal with it. It just it protects itself and maybe wears itself out having to use a lot of glutathione protecting itself from oxalate that you're eating, but it doesn't detox oxalate. All you can do is move it to the kidneys and pee it out. Most of it's coming out that way, although there's other ways to get rid of oxalate through the colon and saliva and sweat glands eventually, but it's in the meantime, traveling in your capillaries and vascular system. It's traveling with your white blood cells and your red blood cells, harming them. It's inflaming the capillary beds, which are very delicate tissues that are bringing nutrients to tissues. Down in the capillary beds, oxalate gets squeezed out into tissue. So it goes from your gut to your liver, to your heart, to your lungs, to your heart, and keeps traveling in the vascular system until the kidneys can take it out. So it creates a lot of stress on really critical organs. Um, So you just need to eat less of it and learn to find meals without a lot of oxalate. That's the real answer, but you need to do that gradually because if you have a history of a lot of potatoes or chocolate or spinach or Swiss chard or sweet potatoes or almonds or keto bread you could be loaded with little oxalate deposits because in the constant in-stream, it's way overdoing what you can handle. So that's creating this toxicity disease that causes accumulation in the body. When you stop eating it, the accumulation tries to reverse. Then you're releasing oxalic acid back out into the vascular system and getting toxic all over again. So you have to be careful about your transition and once you do it, you need to be, stay serious about it and not flip back and forth and throw in some keto chocolate cake and spinach smoothies for the heck of it, because you, you actually may be in a kind of toxic situation that requires your loving, conscious attention.
0: Sally, it almost seems like every meal has some kind of spinach, almond, chocolate, cashew, sweet potatoes. And we are thinking this is good, healthy. But for some people, that's very toxic. And, and you said we cannot cook it out, right, like we cannot, uh, like uh, sprouting, uh, sprouting beans or things like that. Is there any hacks that we can do to dampen the effect of uh, oxalate?
1: Not really. In fact, when you germinate and sprout seeds and beans, you increase the oxalic acid because the seed and bean has oxalate calcium oxalate crystals. And then what the seed does when it germinates is it breaks down the crystals so it can use the calcium to run enzymes, because calcium is really important to reactions and to cell development. So you're trying to now grow cells as a little germinating seed, so you need that calcium. So what you've released is the oxalic acid. So when you sprout nuts and seeds and beans, you increase the oxalic acid, um, which makes it more bioavailable, meaning it can move from your food into your bloodstream more easily. So that makes it worse.
0: Sally, what do you think um, the best way to figure out for people sort of like, uh, like an elimination diet, like what is worse for them? Is it spinach worse or Brussels sprouts worse or sweet potatoes worse? Like what can they do to find out
1: Yeah, well, you basically need, uh, I have a symptom and exposure inventory free on my website, and it's got a list of the foods, and you can see which ones are high, and it's got a list of symptoms, so you can at least kind of match up, you know, are these diseases you want to avoid, or you might be heading towards, you know, if you feel vulnerable to these problems, then you should be really paying attention to oxalate, and here are the foods. Turmeric is not so good. It sort of depends on what you eat. You know, Are you eating? Which of those high-oxalate foods are you eating? Which ones are you eating all the time? You may want to start with just one of those foods. So you can gradually work down starting one food at a time. I would start with spinach, Swiss chard, uh, beet greens, and sorrel. Those are the four greens that are high. And if you're doing almonds and eating using almonds like flour, you need to stop doing that. that those would be the two first things to do and then eventually get around to your peanut butter and then maybe the last thing, get rid of the chocolate at the end.
0: That's, uh, you know what, that's what you just said is really the protein shake of many of athletes out there. And you know what, most of them might feel sore, not from the practice, but they're sore and irritated from that almond, the the cashew, the peanut, all that stuff that's in their protein shake. So it's really
1: important for athletes because they need to heal. They do a lot of wear and tear. They use their bodies and anyone who uses their body needs peace and harmony at night so they can heal. But if you're eating all these foods all the day, your highest level oxalates at bedtime. So I would love to have more people who are athletes and performers to recognize that this is working against their goals to have a long, healthy career and not get injured and wiped out because of an injury that won't recover.
0: Sally, um, I know we are, running, we, are, we are over time, but uh, something that I saw on your Twitter a long time ago was uh, there was a, a cleaning can and the main ingredient was oxalic acid. Um, I remember you posted it and that came to my mind right now.
1: Yeah, it makes a great cleaning cleaning ingredient. You can clean the rust off your radiator, get the rust off your patio. You can lift the calcium out of your bloodstream the same way you do on the radiator. It is really toxic.
0: Sally, this is uh, amazing. I think everyone needs to know and learn about this. What's the best way for them to connect with you and learn more about uh, this oxalic acids?
1: My website is sallyknorton.com, and there's a lot of free information there. There's some things you can get for to help you out there. I'm also on Instagram at sknorton, sknorton on Instagram, and I, I post to Facebook, but I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook, and I have, I'm working on a book, so I haven't spent a lot of time on Twitter either, so those are the two best places, Instagram and my website.
0: Thank you, Sally. It's, it's uh, beyond grateful and beyond pleasure to speak with you and learn so much from you. Thank you so much.
1: You're welcome.
0: My takeaway from Dr. Sally Nones' message is that we need to take a deep dive into oxalate. We need to learn more about oxalate. Just because Popeye told us that spinach is good or oh, this new fad about almond milk, almond butter, um almond flour it's out there it's very much marketed it is marketing so we want to know how this food affects our body and Dr. Sally Non's website really breaks it down about what foods to stay away from, what foods might affect you and what you can do about it highly recommend it because I've seen with my patients, my athletes, my clients when we Um, lower the oxalate when we eliminated the oxalate they felt so much better in sleeping um, the way that they felt their energy and their skin so let you take on the journey from here to learn more about the oxalates thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast if you are the kind of person who loves to help others and you found value in this podcast Please do share with your friends and your family. I know if you found value, they will too. I believe we should always strive to be the best version of us. Let's pay it forward and help more people. If you would please leave a great review on iTunes or the podcast platform you are listening, I'd be grateful. That will enable me to reach more people to serve. People who are looking for their next level of success in life. Together, we can transform the world. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at podcast.nudinhealth.com and through my social media.